Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. everyone, welcome to part two of The Moon Underwater, and we are hosting Josh Widdicombe as he creates his dream pub here in the correct realm. So far, Josh has Peroni, Brothers Pear Cider, Whispering Angel Rosé, and Neck Oil. But before we continue, we have the small matter of The Moon Underwater pub quiz. Robin. Thanks, John. Yes, this week's pub quiz was about films and the, and the year in which they were released. So question one was Shaun of the Dead... Josh, what what do you think for that? God, it's tough, that. I think it's 2000, and I'm just trying to place where I was in my life. Yeah. I think it's it's the mid-2000s. I'm going 05. 2005, John? I think I've gone too early. I've gone 2002. It was 2004. Oh! So Josh kind of just gets that with one. I'll say, I'll give you, I don't, I mean, I, I never work out a scoring system, but well, you're Josh one year out. Josh is closer. He's one up. He's one up. Um, Oliver, exclamation mark. Bloody hell. I'm reviewing the situation. Good film. Great film. Not seen it. You've, You've not seen, seen Oliver? No, I've not seen Oliver. It's really good. Yeah. Uh, I remember there was a school production of it, mm. but. Not the same year, presumably. Um, <laughs> so I've I've got so little to go on on this. Yeah, I'm even struggling. You've got to think of Oliver Oliver Reed and his pomp. It might give you a clue. I'm even struggling on the decade, so I'm going to go. Okay, this is disastrous. Um, Nineteen. Mm-hmm. Good start. Thank God. Seventy-four. Seventy-four, John. I've gone sixty-nine. It's sixty-eight. Oh, oh well done. John gets that one. 1968. Decider. Decider, yeah. yeah. Apocalypse big. Now. Apocalypse when? Now. Now. Apocalypse Now. <laughs> I, I think I I think I know the decade. Okay. Now, I'm trying to place it because I have seen it, but fucking years ago. Mm. Um, it's the 70s. It's So Marlon Brando's in it, but he's, he's, he's a big unit, right? Mm-hmm. So does that make it post-Godfather? Now, Godfather, I think, was 77. So I'm going to go... I just realised I'm, I'm kind of nodding and shaking my head and giving you clues. No, no, <laughs> you, might be, you might be cold reading me. I, I, 
So I'm going to go... I'm really struggling for this. I'm going to go 79. Okay, John? I think Josh is right. I've gone 74. 74. It is 79. <gasps> so well done. Oh, Josh, I'd say you are the, the winner oh, of wow. that quiz. Oh, wow. Thank you. That was fun. You're on the nose. Yeah. I'm annoyed at myself because I've seen Apocalypse now six or seven times. Have you really? I've only seen it once. Oh, I've seen the Redux like four times. Really? Yeah. Wow. Extraordinary film. I can't really rewatch films that many times. I find it difficult. Me neither, but there's only a few that I would go back to that many times. Silence of the Lambs, you've seen a weird amount of times. Yeah, I've seen that you? at least a dozen times. Would you sit, go, tonight I'm going to watch Silence of the Lambs, or is it on and then you go, I'll, I'll just Oh, no, watch. I would sit down and watch it. Yeah, absolutely love that film. Godfather Part 2, Rushmore, uh, and then sort of various various other bits and bobs, Woody Allen films. Happy Gilmore. Never seen Happy Gilmore. No, I, I just chose it. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you very much, Rob and Ander, for those films and the years in which they came out. Uh, Josh, we return to your dream pub. The small matter of spirits. Are you a spirit guy? I think you are. I remember you went through a period of drinking vodka and water. Well, Ooh. I was going to come to that, yeah. I, I So my first choice is, is vodka, Grey Goose vodka. Uh-huh. Uh, because I, I don't really... If I'm brutally honest, I don't really care about the brand of vodka, so I've just gone with the most expensive. Because it's... <laughs> Because it's the, the, the supposedly better. I, I tell you what, you. I think you only notice if you're drinking it neat. And I'm not a neat spirit guy. However, I once had a. I think it was Grey Goose or Belvedere. Had it with a bit of ice, and it's so smooth. Yeah. Doesn't feel like that sort of petroly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. There might be. I'm just worried there might be um, used car salesmen listening to this who are just going to sell you the most expensive car that you find when you go to buy a car. Don't worry, I go to Kazoo because of Ed Gamble's voiceover. (laughs) (laughs) Kazoo, yeah, you do. (laughs) Kazoo, yeah. I could have done it. (laughs) Let's not go down that rabbit hole. No. (laughs) I I never drink spirits neat. I just don't enjoy it. It reminds me of, like, doing shots, which just isn't a, like, aftershock or something like that. Do you know what I mean? It, it It just wasn't... The thought of... Having a whiskey or something just doesn't float. I don't enjoy it. There was a there was one time when I drank. Um, so this is my worst experience at Glastonbury. Was I went? It was the period when I didn't have any money, so I was bringing my own drink to Glastonbury, and we brought vodka in. So obviously you couldn't take the glass bottles, so you're putting in the plastic bottles, and then we brought mixers and we decided to bring lilt. <laughs> And we had a two-litre bottle of lilt, and we left it in the tent, and it was a hot year. Oh, my God. And we poured it, and got the cups or whatever, and had vodka lilt. And I'm not exaggerating that it was... It wasn't boiling, because obviously it wasn't boiling, (laughs) but it... It would have, I would have still, it's an acceptable level for tea. You'd have still drank your tea at that level. Like Like a lemp sip. Yeah, it was warm. It was a strong, warm vodka and lilt. And I drank it. And then after about 10 minutes, I started to experience chest pains that I'd never experienced before. God. (laughs) Like a kind of, a hard gripping around my chest. And I thought, I've got to be sick here, because this is... I've never experienced that chest pain before or since. And I had to be sick in one of those long-drop toilets. Oh, head, God. Head down, and you could oh, see... Jesus Christ. 
And it wasn't difficult to be sick in that situation. And that's the worst experience I've ever had, drinking vodka. I didn't mean to tell that story. I don't know why I did, but it came around to that. Josh, there's an elephant in the room, but I don't want to force you to talk about the elephant in the room if you don't want to. Being sick. You are a tactical chunderer. I am a tactical chunderer, yeah. And I and I think that is a part of your incredible stamina. Yeah. Is it, is it an area you want to explore? I can explore it, yeah, I don't... So... so Talk us through where that might come in a in a night. So, I it's very not nearly as much anymore. Actually, I've I, but I suppose that's just because um because you can't do that at a four year old's birthday party. <laughs> can't do that at a four year old's birthday party <laughs> after a couple of neck oils in the paddling pool. <laughs> <laughs> so it started at university. What I really I I did, I wouldn't decide to be sick. I'm not someone who would... Tactical thunder implies a, deci- a, a tactical decision has been made. What I have is the ability... Some people, when they're sick, that's game over. But for me, it's it's like going down a snake in Snakes and Ladders, in that I'm still playing the game, but I'm just... <laughs> <laughs> so would you say that that's perhaps because you you go to that place earlier in the evening than others? It's not like, you know, sort of two in the morning the room spinning and you're over a toilet. You're talking sort of 10.30. No, but it could be two in the morning. Like, what I mean is, if I'm sick, and the snake is the wrong analogy, actually. It's like going up a ladder. Because if, <laughs> if I'm sick, I suddenly, I feel incredible again because I've, I don't know what, it's. I know this is bad, I shouldn't be saying this or whatever, but I, I'm not encouraging it. I'm just saying this is the way my body is wired. Well, your body is protecting itself from poison, basically. Yeah, exactly. And then but I feel like I go back to three-pint stage. Wow. I remember once being... This was a, a, in Oxford, actually. I'd been to the Harcourt Arms with my friend Mike. And we came outside, and for whatever reason, I thought, I, I just drank all that too quickly, and I was sick. And then I sort of tried to kind of you know, man it out a bit. And I was like, oh, I'm fine now. I can just carry on. And then I was just immediately sick again. <laughs> it's like, I don't, you know, uh, that was, that was, and that was the end of the night. But do you, are you talking actual fingers down the throat? Making no, yourself I don't sick? need to, I don't need to do the fingers down the throat. The moment I'm looking at the toilet, I can just be sick. Wow. Oh God. This is <laughs> but only if I need to be sick, I couldn't do it now. If you said do it now, like if I think I feel sick, I will go to the toilet and I'll be sick and I'll be back within three or four minutes and I'll be totally fine. It's really weird. That is quite unusual. Which is why Josh played no part uh, in going to the bathroom showroom uh, with his wife. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so Grey Goose as your first spirit. What's your second spirit? Tequila. Ooh. Any type? And once again, because I'm mixing it in with stuff, I don't really... like with the other things when there's Whispering Angel or Peroni or Brothers or whatever I don't really notice the difference as you said because I don't drink these things straight so I I'd struggle to name a type on this would it be a white or a sort of amber tequila no a a, a white a white a a see-through a see-through tequila transparent transparent tequila but I'm I'm not this is the one I I could have googled but I thought it's better to be honest that I I am not across this. Well, let's go Patron. Okay, okay. And so, what are you mixing tequila? I don't think I've ever mixed tequila. Yeah, so I don't like cocktails as a rule. Generally, I find them a waste of time, too sugar, too sugary. Um, Just to remind you, you've got Brothers Pear Cider on draft. <laughs> <laughs> I find them. T- <laughs> 
I find annoying that you have to order them and you don't know whether you're going to get a big or a little one. Oh, preach. <laughs> it's so frustrating. In your head, it's just this sort of colourful, long-glassed, long summer drink and then it turns up in like almost like a little sort of tiny... Tiny a tumbler of well, yeah. what would it be like a saucer? <laughs> yeah, like, you've got to specify how big my drink is. Yes, absolutely. And then also, you could get a big one that is eighty-five percent crushed ice. That's a fucking way. I absolutely. So I'm very anti going for cocktails because the other thing with cocktails is, I so I drink them so quickly because you you're like I don't I don't want to sit there and have to consciously not drink my drink. Oh, what a good point. Like, I don't want to be in a position where I'm trying to... I'm thinking, well, I should make this last 20 minutes, this drink. So I shouldn't drink it at the pace. I want to drink it, because let's be honest, it tastes like a, a soft drink. So you just naturally would drink... So I find cocktails, as a rule, are... And also, they're three times as expensive. It's the whole thing, and... It takes forever mm. at the bar. The whole thing is, it's a fucking scam. Ellis <laughs> and I went to a restaurant with our agent and because Ellis sort of get, gets slightly cheeky with his drink choices these days, he had something, it's called a peach kiss, I think. So we all got a peach kiss and it's like a teaspoon of peach. I mean, it was absolutely delicious, but it's obviously a, pe- a teaspoon of peach puree, a shot of vodka and then like 125 mil of prosecco right is what's in this so you've got probably 200 milliliters if that yeah so that's a mouthful yeah so you literally it's like doing a shot that costs 13 quid yeah that exactly exactly that john it's an absolute load of bullshit but i have one cocktail that i love Okay. Okay. And that is the picante. Ooh. Which means spicy, doesn't it? Yeah, so that is tequila, lime juice, and a chili, and there might be other stuff in it. I think an agave syrup. Oh wow. yeah. Picante de la Casa. It's absolutely brilliant. Oh, that does look nice. When you say a chili, do you, like a chopped chili. A piece or just of a whole, chili in there, yeah. A piece of chili. A piece right. of chili that gives it a bite. And the lime juice, there's nothing too sweet about it. And it, because of the tequila, I'm not a big, and I don't know whether this is going to, whether you disagree with this strongly. I think you probably would, Robbins. I don't feel like different alcohols promote different types of drunkenness with me that much. Like, do you know some people will go that I'm I'm gin drunk or I'm beer drunk or I'm red wine drunk. I don't have it that much. But the one place I do have it is tequila makes me high it makes me giddy and it makes me kind of uh energized and excitable i that's a very interesting point i think that people often ascribe different characteristics to the level of drunk or the level of hangover they get from different types of alcohol based either on one experience alone yeah or not taking into account any of the myriad other factors that led into that so you know, if you drink tequila on an empty stomach, you're going to get more drunk than if you have red wine with a meal. It's not really to do with the alcohol. And I'm afraid I have spoken to experts about this. Oh, yeah. No alcohol gives you a worse hangover than any other unless 
Is that true? Yeah, unless it has... I can't remember what the name of them is called, but it's what you get in, like, brandy and cognac. It's a certain type of... This is not the word, but let's say sulphite or whatever. Yeah. But it's a certain element of those dark brown spirits that can give you a slightly different hangover. Because alcohol is just alcohol is just alcohol. Yeah, yeah. You've got a dark brown spirit. (laughs) (laughs) I definitely feel gin drunk is when, like, your whole body just kind of goes floppy. You're like one of those men that are by used car salesmen. I don't know why I keep talking about that. (laughs) You know, know, with the air blowing up like that and you're kind of waving around. I feel like gin does that to me. But So here's an example of how I think people can get confirmation bias. So say you go out for cocktails and you have three gin cocktails, and you could easily have three gin cocktails in an hour, say. Now, they might they might have three shots of gin and a shot of vodka. Or say they've got two shots of gin and a shot of vodka in each. That's nine units in an hour, which is the equivalent of drinking four pints in an hour. Yeah. yeah. So you might go, oh, gin gets me really drunk. Well, no, it's just you, you're just consuming it much faster in higher quantities than you would do yeah. with... Yeah. You're right, aren't you? Very wise. Totally. I, I agree. But I do feel high off tequila. Maybe that's maybe that's psychosomatic, whatever it is. It feels... And so that is the one area of cocktail. If you gave me three picantes, I would be... I would be a mess. So that is a situation, John, where I do become a complete mess. Really? Well, I wonder maybe if it's the the chili is giving you a bit of an endorphin rush. Yes, I think I think it might be. But yeah, I've I've just looked up the uh, tequila picante in my mind, and I can see myself hoofing through those like a thoroughbred at Aintree. <laughs> well, you're, you I mean you're you put jalapenos in a in a bacon sandwich. Not not that you eat bacon, but you any excuse yeah, to add chili to something. Sandwich, don't you? Yeah, jalapeno yes. and peanut butter sandwich. Gorgeous. On white bread. It's got to be white bread. It's got to be smooth peanut butter. Well, we're learning a lot about Josh Widdicombe here, but what are we learning about books? Well, in order to find out, we head over to the Moon Underwater Pub Library with the lovely Robin Allender. Oh, that's interesting. Mm. Thanks, John. Welcome to this week's pub library at the Moon Underwater. This week, it's another great recommendation from that blog post from Boken Bailey, which I've mentioned before. And it's a, it's a, it's a re-entry for Charles Dickens, because we've had uh, David Copperfield in the pub library before. But this is from Our Mutual Friend, and it's a really lovely description of a pub. And I think it's quite relevant to this episode. We've also had uh, Christmas Carol. Oh, and yeah, we had Christmas Carol. So it's the third time. Our Mutual Friend is one of my favourite Dickens novels, so I'm very excited about this. Brilliant. Right, let's have a let's have a go at this. The bar of the six jolly fellowship porters was a bar to soften the human breast. The available space in it was not much larger than a hackney coach, but no one could have wished the bar bigger. That space was so girt in by corpulent little casks and by cordial bottles radiant with fictitious grapes in bunches and by lemons in nets and by biscuits in baskets and by the polite beer pools that made low bows when customers were served with beer and by the cheese in a snug corner and by the landlady's own small table in a snugger corner near the fire with a cloth everlastingly laid. This haven was divided from the rough world by a glass partition and a half door, with a leaden sill upon it for the convenience of resting your liquor, 
But over this half-door, the bar's snugness so gushed forth that, albeit customers drank their standing in a dark and drafty passage where they were shouldered by other customers passing in and out, they always appeared to drink under an enchanting delusion that they were in the bar itself. Lovely description of a pub that's so nice that even if you stand outside you still feel oh. like you're in the pub. Perfect <laughs> for this week! Yeah! We're talking a lot about inside and outside drinks, but that's brilliant. Our mutual friend. So fantastic, isn't it? You can feel, feel like you're there. Yeah, really. Oh, I'm going to go there now. Where is it? <laughs> Does it exist? The Six Jolly Fellowship Porters. I'm not sure it's real. Can I go there? A quick then? look in the mind. It's quite a long name for a pub, isn't it? The Six It is. It's <laughs> yeah. slightly gilded the lily with that name, hasn't it? This is interesting. The Six Jolly Fellowship Porters. So, The Grapes, the pub in Limehouse, is formerly known as the Bunch of Grapes. There has been a pub on this site for almost 400 years, for over 400 years, and Dickens was known to be a patron here, and mentioned the pub, renamed the Six Jolly Fellowship Porters in Our Mutual Friend. There uh, you go. Can it we go there, please, Robin? Yes, yes. Okay. Limehouse. The Limehouse Golem. Our mutual friend there in the pub library. But we don't just have a library here, Josh. We've got a jukebox. Yes. You are Mr. Music. You have uh, presented music shows on radio. You are a man firmly with his musical tastes in the 90s. But are you going to put one of the Josh Widdicombe classics on the Moon Underwater jukebox? It's not from the 90s. I'd like <gasps> I'd like to say that my uh, music goes back further than that. It just stops dead about yes. 2010. <laughs> my 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 year that my music stops I think is about 2005 yeah mm. yeah and I, I reckon I pick up three or four albums a year from yeah. six music where I go that's going into the into the heavy rotation I'm just listening to the new Metronomy album which is I'm really loving and I think that's made it into the rotation but um but it's rare these days that a band will break through into my conscious in the way that obviously they did as it's the same with everyone anyway for my jukebox album i hope this hasn't been chosen so i was going to go with an album called lovers by sleepy jackson that i think is a great album no that's not been chosen but i'm not going with that okay i'll just cross that out that's sorry because i think i want an album that makes me feel like it's a party but also has the ability to be played when i'm not on a big night out are we heading rapidly towards jive bunny (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> so the album I've gone for is Sound of Silver by LCD Sound System Ah, nice, okay Sound of Silver, where did you first hear that? I don't know where I first heard it But I missed out on falling in love with LCD Sound System On their initial uh, I, I remember I'd listened to them and I'd enjoy it But I didn't really go, this is incredible And then in the last... Ten years I've been late to the party, and I think probably they're the, you know, arguably one of the best musical acts of the last 20 years, based on the fact that I've said I don't really listen to much music from the last 20 years. But um, it's an incredible album in that it... So it's got all my friends, which obviously your old sparring partner Dave Masterman has named his um, club night after, which I'd say is the ultimate song to put on if you say went back to someone's after the pub has closed. That is the ultimate song to put on in that situation. Right. And is I uh, I don't know huge about about LCD Sound System. Are they a big sort of festival band? 
Uh, well, they they split up in uh, 2010 and then they reformed in 2016 and played a lot of festivals. But they're basically, um, I don't know if you've, I don't think you would be interested, but there's a, there's a very good book about the New York music scene from 2001 to 2011 called Meet Me in the Bathroom, which is a, one of those kind of oral history books. Um, what are they doing in the bathroom? Have they got tummy trouble? That was a Strokes song, I think. It was it? a Strokes yeah, song. Sorry. <laughs> it was a Strokes song about Courtney Love, what she said to Julian Casablancas. Yeah. Um, well, well, let's not talk about what they're doing in the bathroom, John, because that would there's, there'd be signs up saying that that's actually not allowed on the premises and it will be reported to the police. Maybe, Josh, one of them needs some emodium, but they're too embarrassed to ask in front of the other party goers. <laughs> exactly. Mm, yeah. Maybe they're researching what taps to get in their own house. <laughs> maybe the flush is buggered. Yes, maybe they're just trying to sort of... Uh, Sort the ball cock out by hand. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's not a that's not a euphemism. That's a, a genuine plumbing term. Maybe it's a tactical thunder. But the sound of silver by LCD sound system. I think I was like, do I? I naturally went with a an album that you'd put on in the back of a pub, and it would make it feel like a kind of you know a kind of drinking den. But actually, this album, I thought this is the, the album that you put up, and it put on and it takes the energy of the night up. It is it takes... like putting on a wave machine in a swimming pool? <laughs> <laughs> it is like putting on a wave machine. It's exactly like putting on a wave machine in a swimming pool. Uh, so I choose that album. We have this superb podcast called We Didn't Start the Fire, the only podcast started by Billy Joel. It is the most original, fascinating, and random way to learn the story of the 20th century. Oh, pretty darned random. And we are joined by some pretty incredible guests. I only wrote stuff that I wanted to hear. If it turned out to be a hit, it was pure dumb luck. With me, Katie Puckrick. And me, Tom Fordyce. This is We Didn't Start the Fire, the only podcast started by me, Billy Joel. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. 
a superb choice from Josh there, uh, Sound of Silver, LCD sound system, who we've discussed already in Josh's pub, which is a summer pub. It's a pub that really welcomes the seasons, and it's a pub of excitement towards the coming season as well. On draft, he has Peroni, Brothers Pear Cider, uh, bottles and cans. We've got bottles of Whispering Angel Rosé and cans of neck oil. In the spirit department, Grey Goose and Patron Clear Tequila for his beloved tequila picantes. But Josh, what's your wildcard choice? So many options. I feel like having been through the journey and discussed it, I, it's there's so many summer options that I need to give a nod to winter. Mm. So the three on the table were, um, I was going to have Kahlua to give me the option of espresso martinis, which, right. but I just don't think I need it after all this. Yeah, you've got you don't you don't want that on top of your Patron picantes. Exactly, exactly. I mean, if you if you had a chili cocktail and a coffee cocktail, I really would be meeting you in the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> also, it'd really undermine my I don't like cocktails identity that I've put out there to then use my wild yeah, yeah. at another cocktail. That is such a funny Americanism, isn't it? Because if it was in Britain, the song would be called "Meet Me in the Toilet." <laughs> so it would be the r- <laughs> terrible the name gents. for a book. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to go. Which I didn't have written down originally, but I feel I need to for the seasonal feel. I'm going to go with mulled wine. Oh, that's nice. I wonder if there's anyone who has mulled wine all year round. They love it so much. Yeah. Can I... I, Well, on that, what I'd have to say to them, like, it it can't be on the menu all year round because part of the fun of mulled wine is the smell of mulled. And you can't... Yeah. They can't be mulling from... Basically from... January the 1st to November the 20th, there can be no mulling involved. There's no really. midsummer mull. No. Mulled cider is another option, which I just don't buy as well, yeah. But that time at Glastonbury, you basically mulled yourself a mulled lilt. I did! Kind of, <laughs> <mulled> yeah. Lilt. <laughs> yeah. So, what, do you ever make your own mulled wine, or do you go straight for the sort of pre-bottled mulled wine? Uh, at home, I'd get... I wouldn't buy all the individual... I wouldn't be out buying an individual cinnamon stick, but I might buy the selection of spices that you need to mull. I think the the problem with mulling at home is a bit like when people cook, uh, like, Chinese or Italian or, or, or try to recreate sort of great restaurant or takeaway fare, is you just underestimate how much sugar is in there. Yeah. So... If you make a, a curry at home, yes. you have to put so much oil in that you think this is not possible. Yeah. And then you taste it and you're like, oh, that's why it's so delicious. And the same with like salt in Italian food or sugar in a lot of Chinese food. So I, I prefer to go pre-bottled mulled wine than faffing around doing it myself. Yeah, I know what you mean. To take away that it's like baking isn't it when you bake you're like this is what i'm never eating a fucking cake again this is insane (laughs) you're barred now josh you're someone like me i think who gets quite experiences quite a lot of consternation at other people's behavior that you find completely baffling and annoys you so what thing or behavior or item are you are you barring from your pub you'll be surprised i think okay and I might I might put a couple of exceptions on, right? But I'm not I'm I'm not I don't have to, but I'm going to ban sport on TV from pubs. Ooh, mm. okay, okay. 
as someone who created their own pub in their own back garden whilst watching sport during yes. the Euros and the World Cup, what is it that the, it, it loses in the pub that it gains in the home? I think it's... See, this is the exception. So the exceptions I would give are the Ashes... <laughs> right, OK. <laughs> ..and major international football tournaments. Because I think that there's a thrill to walking past the pub and sticking your head in and having a pint while the ashes is on, sunning outside again, or maybe sticking your head in. And it's it's Honduras versus Egypt, but why not just check the score? I enjoy that. But what I hate is, A, the Six Nations, (laughs) which I despise. I went into the pub last night on my way back from from Tesco, just for for a sort of a, a solitary pint before I cooked my dinner. And I walked in, I was like, oh, fucking hell yeah, it was england wales yeah oh. i mean like for, if you like if you like rugby and you're listening to this so we apologize but i just for me i remember watching the six nations once and the commentator said something was really good and they replayed it and it was a man running into another man and both of them falling over <laughs> it was like how was that <laughs> good it just feels like scr- they should rename it scrabbling about it's it's awful and it attracts the worst atmosphere to a pub but i'm broadening it out because i like sport i love football but i actually think i don't want to watch the premier league in a pub because you'll it'll invariably attract the worst people that make you you know just some kind of terrible fan maybe the team you even want to win some kind of terrible chelsea fan Versus some terrible Liverpool fan, you hate everyone in the pub. But even what the real reason I'm getting rid of it is it's too distracting. If I go into the pub and my friends are there and they've got Sky Sports News on in the corner, I will invariably find myself drawn to watching Sky Sports News over someone's shoulder and it takes over the night. If I want to watch sport, I can watch it at home. So, Josh, are we saying here that you are allowing the ashes? And international football that doesn't include England. No, because um, would you want to watch an England game in a pub? No, but it wouldn't cause me a problem. The England game because because okay. I would never walk into a pub for an England game because I would just think so. I would definitely be at home in that situation. Yeah, but this is your pub. Are you showing England games in your pub? Well, this is the problem, John. I'm only going to be wherever the England game is on. No, I'm not going to allow. I'm not going to allow the England games in the pub because I just think I don't like the, the idea of the clear up, and I don't want the option there. Okay, so just to be clear, you're banning sport on TV apart from the Ashes and international football matches that doesn't include England. Yes, or any of the home nations. Any of the home nations. Any of the home nations. So <laughs> there's going to be a lot of concaf being shown. Well, There's no, gonna... only international football tournaments. Like, like, so the World Cup and the Euros, basically. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no home nations. I have to say, when I go into a pub and there's rugby on, I much prefer being in a pub with rugby fans than football fans. Yeah, football fans are awful. And I do like... Because I, I, I respect the game of rugby, and I also think, you know... They, they, their fans have a maturity that perhaps football fans don't because they're they're all mixed in the stadiums and two opposing teams fans can have a really interesting discussion about the match. I just happen to not really know what they're discussing. Yeah, yeah but I just I don't know. I disagree. I just feel like when I whenever I watch rugby, I'm like I'm just like, are you sure this game works? Do you know what I mean? Like, are you sure this is a functional game that makes sense? 
you know, what is it with the scrum thing and that just collapses and, you know, is that it? Is that what it's meant to be like? Or is there another version of rugby <laughs> where things are kind of work? I don't know. Well, I think, uh, unlike football, what I never used to understand about rugby is why are they always bloody kicking it all the way downfield to lose it? But it's not a game of possession, it's a game of territory. It's just... It's tedious. I actually prefer rugby league, but um, I still don't really like that. But I just find it tedious. I fi- it Also, they play their tournaments too often. Why is the Six Nations every year... That's the other thing. The Six Nations being on reminds me, and it taking over the pub reminds me of when I was a kid and I'd want to listen to the football on a Friday, Saturday afternoon and it, the Six Nations would take over the football coverage as well. And it just... No one cares. <laughs> <laughs> Hurry up, please. It's time. Well, on that bombshell, we must name uh, this pub of yours, Josh, uh, so that you can take it away with you. Uh, what are you calling it? So, I've been pondering this throughout the podcast, and I think it's seasonal, the pub. So I thought, obviously there's the Four Seasons, and I thought, obviously, I thought I'd call it the Four Seasons Total Lash Fest. Wow. <laughs> in in honour of Four great. Seasons Total Landscape. Yes, that's brilliant. <laughs> What's the Four Seasons Total Landscaping? Four Seasons Total Landscaping was where Rudy Giuliani mistakenly held a press conference after Donald Trump. Oh, yeah. Because the Four Seasons sounds a bit like a sort of retirement home. Yes, yes, exactly. But the Four Seasons Total L- Lash Fest is what I'm going to call it. Very good. Yeah. Although it is a bit summery, isn't it? I do admit that I've, I'm, you know, I've gone quite summery, but maybe that says more about me than I realised. But I think when you say Four Seasons, people aren't imagining, like, driving hail. No, no, yeah. They're thinking of, you know, leaves turning golden and the sun out. Well, Josh, the Four Seasons Total Lash Fest is yours uh, to take with you on tour. I'd love to go. I'd love to go there now so much. Well, you're on tour at the minute. Are you going to pubs after the shows? Uh, In crew, John, we went back to the hotel and they'd stopped serving at 10.30. Unacceptable. Absolutely. That should be against the law for a hotel to stop serving its guests alcohol before midnight. And Easy. it was a hotel in the middle of nowhere. So they literally... It's, it's not like you had any other option. Could you order it room service? They said you can have one round of room service. No. No. Sorry. No. And so we had to order all of our drinks for the night in one round of room service. Oh, my God. Now, that I don't mind so much. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, I would get... uh, If I had to order all my drinks for a post-gig room service at once, I would get three pints of Guinness, because I bet it's extra cold, so by the time I got to the third one, it would be drinkable. I would then get two bottles of cider and a bottle of white wine, and I would lock my door... I would then go into the toilet, lock that door, and just drink it all in a double-locked toilet in a hotel room. <laughs> and have the best night. Watch, watch Science of the Lambs with the uh, laptop perched on the sink. Oh, God. <laughs> Josh, did, am I right in saying that I- Ivor Graham ate a curry at the side of the stage watching? <laughs> well, that was because he'd done it for Jack D. So he, re- oh, right. he, he re- re-staged it. 
But isn't that famously what Rick Wakeman does at gigs? Uh, that, I think that's an. Yeah, I think he ordered. A uh, doesn't curry Rick while Wakeman order a curry uh, between while one other member of Yes is doing the drum solo? He'd eat a curry. Yeah, he's a little takeaway curry on top of his piano or something. Amazing. Well, Josh, how many tour dates have you got left? Can people come and see you? Yes, they can. Um, as we speak, there's 21 left. Oh, they're, wow. They're decreasing at a rate of knots. But it's going on until the end of May. Okay, mm. well, do go and see the lovely Josh Widdicombe on tour. Is Ivo doing all the supports? No, I'm with Maisie at the moment. Maisie Adam at the moment. Uh, Fantastic. Yeah, and various people. But it's uh, it's been... I'm off to see the Loch Ness Monster today, so that's exciting. Brilliant. Oh, great. Do you say hello from me? I will. Mm. Um, so, ladies and gentlemen, we thank Josh Widdicombe for his time here at the Moon Underwater. And the 10,000 helmsmen have arranged themselves outside, ready to escort him back to the other realm, where he is on tour. So head to joshwiddicombe.com to find out all about the dates you can go to. And we will see you back next week. Bye-bye. up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. now that's music to my mouth hello fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com 